0: This is Juddrick Willis, left tackle for the Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to the Browns Huddle Podcast. Enjoy the show. And welcome to the Browns Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hand. You can find me on Twitter at Browns Huddle. You can also find this podcast on Twitter, at Browns Huddle Pod. We are part of the Zedia Network. That's media spelled with a Z. For more information on the Zedia Network, you can find them on Twitter, at Zedia Network. All right, today I have two special guests, one being my wife, Mrs. Hand, is going to join the Brown Huddle Podcast to talk about this past game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And later on, we will have Jeff Willis, joining the show. Jeff and I are going to break down the Brown Steelers game and also look forward to the divisional round against the Kansas City Chiefs. You're definitely looking forward to that. But first, I'm going to bring in my wife, Miss Dana Hand, and I have a question for for you listeners. Have you ever heard of House Divided? You've seen the flags, you've seen the t-shirts. Like many families, the Hand family is house divided when it comes to football and joining me for the first time on the podcast is my wife and fan of the pittsburgh steelers dana hand welcome to the show thank you thank you
1: about time you had me on the show
0: Uh, i mean yeah i had to get warmed up first i had to get my legs (laughs) under me my sea (laughs) legs and so this is i don't know it's only 30 something episodes in so this is good
1: Okay. all right.
0: Well, before we get into Sunday night's game, let's let's go all the way back, babe. Let's go back to when we first met. Mhm. It was a Saturday. 3,000 people is a public barbecue. 3,000 yeah. people. I mean, it was a lot of people. Uh, I met your your mom, your brother, uh, a couple other family mm-hmm. members that day and I vividly remember cuz that was also a draft day. That was the day is in 2005, the Cleveland Browns drafted Braylon Edwards and your brother also a Steelers uh-huh. fan was there and we were able to have some pretty good conversations about drafts he he didn't think he'd go further than than that first interaction but here we are <laughs> 16 we more are. years later we're we're married we got a couple kids now yeah. uh twin twin daughters Jenna and Jules mm-hmm. let, let me ask you this did did my being a Browns fan um, risk. I mean, was it almost a deal breaker? Because, you know, I know your brother, your brother, my brother-in-law, Chad, he he gives me, he's given you grief over the years for, for marrying me.
1: <laughs> he's not the only one <laughs> in the family. Um, I'll be honest with you. It didn't worry me that first day because <laughs> I kind of thought maybe I could convert you that <laughs> early on. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. I thought, eh, I could switch him over. He won't be a problem. I didn't know any Browns fans, so you were my first one. And everybody I knew liked the Steelers. I, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, right outside of Pittsburgh, little town called Greensburg. And that's all there were, were Steelers fans. And I found myself in Virginia in my teen years, and when I first arrived here, I was looking around for the football team. You know, who's their team? I didn't realize what I was in the middle of growing up. Um, every it was all about the Steelers. That's just that's just all there was.
0: I, I know Chad said this several times. He goes, you know, of all the men you could have married, you had to go find a Browns fan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and, and my dad too, everybody kind of said that to me, you know, of all the teams um, you really had to pick a, you know, a Cleveland Brown fan um, Browns fan. And I, I really wasn't that worried. You won't like this, but you know, you weren't that big of a threat. The Browns just weren't really that big of a threat. Then it was kind of like a fun little game to play and it became even more fun once we got together because, you know, my my family all love to give you a hard time and razz you and you've always been a good sport about that. Um, so it just made it a little more fun each
0: week. Well, what advice would you give? You know, some of my listeners might be single and they're thinking about dating someone that's a fanatic of a rival team. What what advice would you give a listener if he's going through that right now?
1: Oh, I just say have fun with it and um, support each other's teams all the time. I know um, you're pretty good about. We're both pretty good, you know, when we play each other and we're watching the game together. Um, you know, we we I know I do, and I I I can tell you do also you hold back your cheers a little bit (laughs) am I wrong
0: no you're not wrong but you know when I go to the take the bathroom breaks I do a lot of fist pumping in there
1: (laughs) a lot of fist pumping
0: well (laughs) lately I have been sometimes I go in there and and cuss some things out but uh but but I I, you know I don't do it in your presence you know I try to be a good sport
1: sure Sure. And I, I do the same. So we kind of keep our cheers quiet. We're happy about it, but we're not kind of shoving it down each other's throat.
0: You, you, you really do have an ability, Dana, mm-hmm. that you do cheer for, for the Browns. I mean, if, if the Steelers aren't playing and we're, we're not playing the Steelers, you, you do root <laughs> for, you know, I see out of the corner of my eye. You, you like when we, when we win, I mean, before yeah. this year, before the last couple of years, it was, very rare that the cleveland browns would win i mean i'm thinking back we were one in 15 and then 0 and 16 i remember the the one win we got on that one in 15 season came on christmas eve and you turned to me and you said oh babe look the browns gave you a christmas present
1: (laughs) 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 yeah yeah um you know, as much as I love the Steelers and I will never switch over to be a Browns fan, just like you'll never switch over to be a Steelers fan. I, I learned pretty quickly that that was never going to happen. So I know I knew that we kind of had to live in harmony uh, with that. And, you know, we only play each other twice a year. Um, so, you know, it, it would be okay.
0: And this year we played each other three times.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. And we won. Well, we won twice, though.
0: No, you won once. We won once.
1: Sorry. We won once. You won twice.
0: We won twice, which yeah. is rare, which brings yeah. me to my next point. Your your team has dominated my team in our house divided rivalry. Do, do you have a feeling that the tides are starting to change in my direction? I mean, I, I'm curious to know that. I don't think I've asked you that yet.
1: I, yeah. I, um know just about your direction the team you know this is the first year in all the years that we've been together 16 seasons now that your team's been really good (laughs) um it's you know it's uh, that excites me too i'm a i'm a football fan anyway um i i'll watch some other teams but um i'll cheer on your browns and you have been good this year and it's been kind of nice to see and I kind of felt sorry for you all these years. And as much as my family picked on you and teased on you over the years, you know, they're happy for you. On Sunday, Sunday night, when you were winning your game, I got more texts about not about the Steelers losing, but about the Browns winning. So my friends were all, you know, saying just how happy you must be. So it was kind of cool.
0: It was cool. And I did get a lot of texts from, from your family and friends. I did not. However, I have not received the call from Chad. He, he, you know, (laughs) he's usually very punctual on giving me a call the morning after the Brown Steelers Mm -hmm. game, or, or maybe even after work on, you know, the following day, but here it is Wednesday night. And he has not called (laughs) me yet
1: maybe you should call him
0: (laughs) yeah maybe I should maybe my phone's not working maybe I should call him and see you know maybe my cell phone service is Mm -hmm. gone I don't know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah hope he's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: all right well uh let's move into the Brown Steelers game babe how confident were you leading up to kickoff that this was just going to be another familiar Brown Steelers game you know maybe the Browns keep it close or you know at the very end the Steelers snatch the victory from us or maybe it could have been a blowout but how how confident were you going into this game this past Sunday night
1: yeah I was pretty confident I was in my head thinking I just hope it's a good game I hope we don't kill them too bad I I did feel bad for you when you know your players were out with COVID your coach was out with COVID and I thought oh that kind of sucks we kind of wanted it to be a fun game of course I still thought we would win um but when I found out that all of them were out I I thought wow this is you know we're gonna just kill them
0: but that didn't happen (laughs) it didn't didn't happen yeah um let me ask you at what point In the game, did you realize that the Steelers might be in trouble here? About 14
1: seconds in. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, I, I, it was a little scary, but you know, I thought we'll come back. It'll, you know, it's early. So we made one mistake. Um, But then, you know, the second, even the second touchdown, you know, I thought, that's okay. We've got it. It's still so early. Um, But then when we finished up that first quarter and you guys had four touchdowns, I was thinking, wow, we, we have a ton of work to do.
0: I remember I turned to you and, and, and I wasn't a hundred percent convinced that we had the game wrapped up because I've I've never seen that before. In fact, uh, I found out that it was an NFL record. It was the most points scored in the first quarter of an NFL playoff game. And I remember turning to you and and saying, hey, this game ain't over yet. And you go, babe, you're up by four touchdowns. You have a Mm -hmm. 28-point lead. And then Mm -hmm. that's when it started to hit me like, okay, this this is a special night brewing for the Cleveland Browns.
1: Right. Well, and I also said, you know, you couldn't have dreamed this up any better. Is you know, it's like the the perfect storm for you, in a good way.
0: I I couldn't no, I, I couldn't have dreamed that up. There's no way. In fact, when they got the first seven points, that's when I thought, okay, that seven points right there is what is going to make this game close. You right. know, I I, I knew that that seven points was going to be special, but I just thought. Okay, you know Steelers are favored by six points. That's that's what's going to make this game come down to the very end, mm-hmm. maybe a last-second field goal or mm-hmm. something like that. Never in my wildest dreams did I <laughs> did I thought you know I was going to see what actually happened.
1: Right, either did I. I mean, no one no one predicted that. No one would have ever thought that that would happen. I'm still kind of shocked over it. <laughs> it's been a few days. <laughs>
0: I'm still shocked too. Um, is big Ben coming back next year?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think he's got a little bit left in him a little more. You know, he started off the season so well and yeah, I do. I think, I think he's got something left in the tank.
0: Yeah. He's what 38 years old. He'll be 39 years old next year. Mm-hmm. you know, if he has a, a, not talking about the money. I mean, we can talk about the salary cap and things. We're not going to do that right now, but if, but let, let's say the Steelers want to keep him and big Ben wants to come back. If he has a, he's going to have to have a good off season, lose a lot of weight and come back in shape. But yeah, he I could see him coming back for another year or so.
1: Sure. Yep.
0: All right. Let, let me ask you a fun question. Okay. If you were to pick two current, Browns players and put them in a Steelers uniform, who, who would they be?
1: Ooh, so you followed up right after you asked him that question about Ben. Because um, I would have to say, well, Baker, I mean, he's so likable. Every, <laughs> he's just good. I mean, um, great player, humble, young, fit, strong, smart. Yeah. He rides a
0: Peloton, too. Did you know that?
1: I don't think I knew that. I didn't yeah. know that. He's I got find out his leaderboard name.
0: Yeah, look him up. He's a Peloton rider, him and Emily.
1: Cool. I'll have to look him up for sure.
0: Okay, so Baker Mayfield, that's a good choice. Okay. Um, who's the other player?
1: Nick Chubb.
0: Mm. Yeah, he would help your your rushing attack for sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. So, he's so good. Baker Mayfield. I saw, him, and Nick Chubb. I saw him on a press conference today. Very well spoken. Um, what I like about him is he is humble. Um, I like that. He's serious. He's just he's all business.
0: Yeah. Take it serious. Yeah.
1: Not that you can't have some fun. Baker likes to have some fun. The yeah. Commercial funny. His commercials are funny.
0: Have you seen a couple of his commercials?
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> almost every saw, commercial break
1: somebody sent me today a tiktok video that he was in i'll have to send it to you he was it looked like it was from like high high school or something and he was like on stage and performing and dancing around i don't know if he was like in a skirt or a tutu or something
0: and who's it this said,
1: uh lauren sent it to me No, he was,
0: he, he was on tiktok
1: oh baker And it said, it said on there, is this really the guy that took the Steelers out of the playoffs (laughs) and he was dancing around. I have to go back and look at it again.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, We'll have to check and see if that's a real, that came from Lauren. She's a Steelers fan too. That could be a fake video.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Could be. All
0: right. Well, If I had to pick two players, because I'm going to answer this as well. If I had to pick two players Mm -hmm. on the Steelers, it would be Minka Fitzpatrick, your safety. I love him. Mm -hmm. I think you guys picked him up last year in a trade. And then TJ Watt. Let's get Mm -hmm. TJ Watt. I would love him in a Browns uniform.
1: Yeah. Yep. He's
0: great. Chiefs and Browns. Just a couple more things, and I'll let you go. we got to get to the next interview. Chiefs and Browns. I'm looking for a little Intel. All right, Dana, babe, we, we have, we have a couple friends. They're, they're diehard chiefs fans. So much (laughs) so that they painted the chiefs Uh, emblem in their yard. It looks great. By the way, I posted on Twitter, but but they painted that in their front yard. I think you would kill me if I did that in our front yard, but. I I wouldn't
1: know you can do it. I can do it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
0: Okay. But anyways, I'm looking for some Intel. Have you talked to them, and are they worried at all about Sunday's game?
1: Okay. Um, She said that it makes her a little nervous to play the Browns because, well, what everyone just witnessed with the Steelers. And she said that since they don't play you guys very often, they just really don't know what to expect from you. So, yeah, I would say for her to say that,
0: They're a little nervous. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like them to be a little nervous. The last time we played the Chiefs was in 2018, Baker Mayfield's rookie year. The the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt. You know, that's our second running back behind Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt scored three touchdowns in that game against the Browns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He's on our team now. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Looking for a big, uh, a big game from Cream Hunt. So, all right, well, that's it on that. No more intel for me. No more juicy stuff.
1: No, that's all. That's all I've heard from them so far. We'll see during the game. They'll probably be pretty, uh, pretty quiet with the texts um, during the game. Either way, I imagine.
0: I don't know if the, if the Chiefs are winning, they'll be blowing our phone up. But if the Browns <laughs> are winning, we won't hear a peep out of them. That's, that's been the history.
1: Yeah, true. true.
0: (laughs) They're, they're good people. You know um, we we've known them for years and they are good people, but they're cheese fans. So this coming Sunday, they're enemies.
1: Yeah. Well, she, she asked me, you know, who are you going to be rooting for? You know, your husband's team or your best friend's team, you know, (laughs) put me on the spot right there. So I'm rooting for the Browns.
0: Okay. I was going to ask you, what'd you say?
1: I said the Browns, of course. I mean, I, you hear that? I got to live with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, 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 it's the Browns time right now. This let, let us have this moment, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It doesn't often. So, all
0: right. So just a, just a couple more questions. Um, we have started, and me and you have talked about this, but the listeners might not know, we have started a beer koozie giveaway for every mm-hmm. guest on the Brown Subtle podcast. And you've been very busy the past couple of days <laughs> making these Brown Subtle podcast koozies from your cricket right. machine that, that mm-hmm. Santa Claus brought you. Um, mm-hmm. t- tell me what goes into that, because there's a lot of love that's going into these Browns koozies.
1: I love that thing but I'm so new at it that, you know, how many takes did it take me? Uh, I took me about um, five tries <laughs> to make one. So good thing. I got a huge pack of bright orange koozies so I could waste a few in the beginning, but I got to figure it out now. So, you know, I had to come up with the, the logo and the design and figure out how to use the cricket. So it's, you know, it's, a learning curve there but um, we worked it out I think they look pretty great and it's been fun it's been fun to make those I haven't made any Steelers items yet just so you know it's all been a brown shirt for you and lots of browns koozies
0: and unicorns and foxes for the girls
1: correct right? but I haven't made myself anything yet except for my wi-fi sign that's it
0: this is a fun question okay so The history of our our daughters, twin daughters, Jenna and Jules. Before we knew that they were going to be girls, me and you made a deal. If we had twin boys, they would be raised Browns fans. Yep. If we had twin girls, we would raise them Steelers fans. I regret that bet that we made to this day. But let me ask you this. Of the two daughters, between Jenna and Jules, who is more likely to flip in their later years than become a Browns fan? If it were to happen, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but who who would be more likely to flip? Jules. Really?
1: Yeah. She's very loyal to you. So I, you know, I think that she would and her favorite color is orange because she loves foxes and they're orange. So that's gonna help your case a little bit. Jenna though is a huge empath. So she um, she just has a kind heart. She wants every, if we could just tie, but she was super happy the other night that the Browns went. That's the first thing the girls asked when they woke up the next morning Was who won the Steelers or the Browns? Because it was a late game. They had, you know, they had a good bed. They had school next morning, so they they got up and asked, and they were both very happy that the Browns won. They were very happy for you.
0: Yeah, Jenna especially. She said, "Dad, I'm glad you won because that's your favorite team, and for your podcast."
1: Yeah, she said that again yesterday too. So she. She just has a, a kind heart, but I don't see her really turning on the Steelers. I They definitely are still Steelers fans now. And as long as you don't ask them to switch over down the road, but we'll see. I think, I think that a lot of people are going, I said this to you the other day, you're going to see a lot more Browns fans. You're going to see a lot more Browns merch in the stores you know you you go to the sports store at the mall or wherever and half the time there's you know maybe a brown's pen (laughs) or a brown's hat in the uh in the store but you can't find the jerseys or the jackets or the socks or anything like that there's very few browns uh, items but i think that that's all going to change and i think you're going to see a lot more people wearing. Browns items around, because now when you see a Browns fan, it's you're almost shocked. Like, is there another Browns fan <laughs> out there? And you 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 stare at them, and they usually say, hey, you know, why are you looking at me? Kind of, or give you a look, and then we say, oh, you're a Browns fan. because we don't see them very often.
0: No, not in not in Virginia, we don't, do we? Nope. Before I close, I want to ask you: Can you give me a score prediction? What do you think? Uh, Chiefs versus Browns this coming Sunday, three hundred five in Kansas City. What What do you think the final score is going to be?
1: Oh, you want the what's the over under?
0: Um, fifty seven. Mm. Chiefs are favored by ten.
1: Right. Gosh, uh, just anything can happen. I really want the Browns to win. Um but I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know if lightning is going to strike twice <laughs> like it did last week. I hope it does for you um and for all the Cleveland fans. Do I have to answer this question? I don't think so. I don't um it's probably going to be like maybe 30 I don't know, 35 20 around
0: there 35, 20 chiefs,
1: maybe 35. Yeah.
0: Are you picking uh, the chiefs?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. I hope,
1: I hope you'll, not. you'll be,
0: you'll be rooting for me, but you're, you're a realist. You always have been. So.
1: Right. And I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I was wrong about the Steelers game. So I do hope I'm wrong.
0: Maybe we can make an off air bet. Cause my, my score prediction is 38, 38- 37 Browns, Cody Parkey, last second field goal. That's what I'm predicting to win okay. it. Okay. Well, we'll have
1: to see. We
0: can come up with a fun bet, me and you. Okay. All right. Well, I wrote that down. It's, it's, it's in there. Well, babe, <laughs> I want to publicly thank you for supporting me in this new venture of podcasting. I know it takes up a lot more time than you probably care for. Uh, but I do appreciate the support that that you give me for sure. Sure. I mean,
1: going back to the beginning again, one last thing here. Um, I, I, you know, the day I met you, you know, we just talked about, I knew you were a Browns fan, but I didn't realize you were as big of a Browns fan as you were. And like I said, I quickly realized that I wasn't going to turn you around um, or convert you over to be a Steelers fan I just knew so many Steelers fans and thought that everybody would want to be a Steelers fan. (laughs) Um, but I quickly learned that wasn't going to happen, but yeah, I wouldn't, um, had you not been a football fan, no matter what team you have to have, at least I would have probably never dated you. Yeah. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't date somebody who didn't watch football.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're a football family. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. And and our Sundays are good. Um, you know, a lot of times we order pizza or barbecue, you know, um, have some nice cold beverages. It's fun. It's a lot of fun during football season. And this year the Browns football season was extended by a couple weeks and hopefully it'll be extended by a couple more weeks, but we got to get yeah. past the chiefs first. Great. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we'll do it again soon. And I'll see you downstairs in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I like to end all my podcasts with the one, two, three, go Browns. You could say go Steelers, but I'll say go Browns. One, two, three, go, go. Browns. Well, we have a celebration episode today. I, the Browns. Had a commanding victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Wild Card Weekend, and today I am joined by fellow Browns fan Jeff Willis. You can find him on Twitter at jwill910. I think it is at jwill910. Jeff, welcome to the show.
2: Jason, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me.
0: It's really good to have you on, man. This is um, this is a great episode to be on. The Browns. Uh, We're in the wild card game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, our rival in the AFC North, and they just took it to them. And that's what we're going to talk about this episode. It's definitely um, refreshing. In fact, I think this calls for a celebration virtual beer. Let me grab my beer. Do you have a beer with you, Jeff? I do, sir. Here we go. I got mine right here. Let's go ahead and crack them open or twist the top off, whatever we got to do. All right. There we go. Yep. What, what are you
2: drinking tonight, man? I am drinking a Bush Light, but it's in an orange can tonight. So, in celebration of the brand, that's the
0: limited edition Bush Light. I
2: am it very is.
0: familiar with that. I yep,
2: yep.
0: I I, um, I have a Nick Chubb jersey that I haven't washed since mid-November, <laughs> like right before Thanksgiving. I refuse to wash it because we've had a, a tremendous record since then, and it has the aroma of Bush Light. Maybe a little bit of White Claw in there. I don't know. And it definitely has some wing sauce stains on it. But I'm not washing it, man. I'm
2: not washing it until the season's over. I don't blame you. I've been uh, going back and forth between, uh, well, the one, the last game we lost, uh, I was wearing a Nick Chubb jersey. So I decided, well, that one's going in the closet until next year. And I go between um, this Eric Metcalf T-shirt that I have. And I have a Nick Chubb uh, shirt, actually. So I go between those. If we're not playing well, I switch it up and go to the other one.
0: Us fans, we're, we're funny like that, aren't we? Why do you think we're superstitious? Because you, so you and I can't be the only ones. I hear it all the time on Twitter. Why do you think that is?
2: You know, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, I was, I, I'm sure you were uh, a former athlete, just as myself. And I was the same way when I was uh, – high school athlete, you know, had to put on my socks a certain way, had to put on my pants a certain way. And if, it, if I didn't, I had to, I had to strip down and start all over again. And I think it's just the former athlete type uh, mentality coming through. Hey, what, what, we have to do our part, right? We, we can't be on the field so.
0: and we can't contribute that way. So we have other ways that we contribute. And one of the ways is we're superstitious and, Um, Hey, if it it works, then we're going to continue doing that as fans, right? Well, Jeff, um, we we just witnessed one of the greatest games, if not the greatest game in our fandom's history. Have your emotions adjusted to the fact that we won on Sunday night and are about to face the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs?
2: I mean, I'm – don't get me wrong. I'm still high on this win. But uh, I as soon as the game ended, I'm like, who do we have next week? Oh, Kansas City. Uh, who cares? We're, I'm going to celebrate for the next couple of days. But I think today uh, I think today, yeah, I'm starting to realize, all right, well, we got a game in five days. So, you know, we're uh, I, I'm starting to adjust that. All right. Last week was last week. Now it's on to next week. Kind of like you know Kevin Stefanski says all the time. So,
0: I think so too. This it was this morning when I woke up. I'm like, okay, we got Kansas City. Let's get ready for that. This podcast we're going to talk about this past game and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm I'm right with you, Jeff.
2: Okay. I,
0: I know on Monday I woke up. I had the best hangover in my entire life on on Monday. I never thought I would say that, but hopefully this coming Monday will be a little bit better uh, than the Monday we just had. I mean, how could it be better? But if we beat the chiefs, it's going to be a hell of a lot better.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? Sometimes those hangovers definitely are worth it.
0: Oh, definitely. We've had hangovers over crushing defeats, and lately we've had a lot of them with thrilling victories. I'll, I'll take the thrilling victories any day. The, la-
2: the last four years, I would say I've had more terrible hangovers. <laughs> I've had good ones. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> I uh, I definitely agree with you there. All right.
0: Well, let, let's walk me back, Jeff. Um, I don't know about you, but before this game, I was – so nervous I I, you know we have the the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh we haven't fared too well against Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers in fact uh, currently right now Ben Roethlisberger is 23 and 3 and 1 against the Cleveland Browns and they're 2 and 20 in Pittsburgh since 1999 so we have a a, a lot of right to be nervous and that's what I was before kickoff, man. I, I couldn't wait for that, that ball to kick, but I was definitely nervous. How are you feeling?
2: Yeah, I was definitely a little nervous. Um, You know, the past is the past, obviously. I mean, we've, we've not fared well since we came back in 99, you know, especially there and especially against big Ben. But the way I started thinking about it, I guess it was, I guess it was Monday because I thought back to last week and I have a couple of friends that are, you know, Steelers fans and, they kept. They just kept saying, you know the, uh, you know the Browns are always going to be the little brother. It doesn't matter. Uh, they they win a couple. You know last week was a joke. You played the JV team. You know what, you got our starters back this week, and you know we're just we're just going to take it to you. You're always going to be the little brother. And I started thinking about it. How long has it been since we made the playoffs? 2002. So 18 years. Well, when did those little brothers start? To, uh, start evening up the odds against the big brother when it comes to butt kickings, you know, it's around that 17, 18, 19 year old window. I got some bad news Steelers fans, little brothers growing up, he's maturing. He's been, he's getting, uh, some of that grown man strength. It's, it's time. It's time for the Browns to start taking over. I think it's, uh, I think the table are starting to turn.
0: Maybe a little bit of changing of the guard, if you will. Absolutely. All right. Let's let's get to the kickoff. I was pacing. I was nervous. I drank a couple beers. I started halftime with the four o'clock games because I'm like I I didn't start early like I did the previous Sunday night game. I I said you know I want to remember this game. <laughs> I don't want to get too you know too hammered. Not that I do normally. I, People are going to think that I'm a drunk, but I'm really not. I just like beer and football that just goes together, right? Absolutely. But at kickoff, the, the Browns did us a solid, man. I, not, I don't want to say the Browns. I'm going to say Marquise Pouncey did us a solid. By hiking the ball over Ben Roethlisberger's head, we go 14 seconds into the game. All of a sudden, the Browns were up 7-0. What were you mm-hmm. thinking after, the, after that play?
2: I thought, well, momentum's definitely swinging in our favor right now honestly, if you would have told, if you would have told me, I'll give you $20 million to say what the first play is going to be. I would have never guessed that Pouncey snaps the ball over Roethlisberger's head and we end up with a touchdown. I mean, that, that's the furthest thing from what I would say. So, I mean, it it was, it was, that doesn't happen. That never happens with Pouncey. Pouncey has been an all pro and, you know, pro bowl guard or uh, center for years. And uh, you never see that with him. And for it to happen, it, hey, the football gods were on our side at that point.
0: You know, when, when that happened, I, th- this is what because my wife is a Steelers fan. A lot of people know that uh, now. But I turned to my wife. I said, okay, that seven points is, go- is what's going to make this a close game. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, we didn't know what the end result was going to be. So that that seven points that we got within 14 seconds, I'm like, that right there is what's going to make this game go down to the very end. And like you said, the football gods were on our side. After that, the next possession, this is where it started to get crazy for me. I don't know about you, but when Roethlisberger floats it over the line and MJ Stewart intercepts that ball, that's when I started to go bananas. And I'm like, okay, this – this is a different night. Um, this could be a very interesting night. And then all of a sudden Landry scores the TD and we're up 14, nothing really before you can catch your breath on the interception. I mean, in the first quarter, we scored 28 points, the most points ever scored in uh NFL playoff game in NFL history. Mm-hmm. What, what were you thinking, man? 28, nothing, 21 points off turnovers.
2: 28, nothing at that point. I, I, you know, I I'm in a group text with a bunch of my friends, and you know, a lot of them were saying, you know, it's not over, it's not over, and you know, had the old mentality. But you know, throughout this whole year, I kept thinking to myself, this is a different team, it's a different regime that that's running this team. I'm not too worried at this point. You know, if they, if they really start making a run, then I might say, ooh, you know, same old Browns. But I was amped, I'm not gonna lie. I was so I was so jacked up. I I was
0: totally amped, man. I mean,
2: up 28, nothing in the first quarter. It was, it was just unbelievable.
0: When we were up 28, nothing. I, I again, turned to my wife and I'm like, okay, this is good, but this game ain't over. And she turned to me and she goes, babe, you are up 28 to nothing. That's four touchdowns. You're up. And then I'm like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> maybe we are good it did it did get a little uh dicey in the third quarter um momentum definitely shifted towards the Steelers way but ultimately man we came out with a victory who was your MVP of this game if you had to pick
2: I really think that it's between Jarvis Landry and uh and Kareem Hunt I mean you know excuse my language but Kareem Hunt ran pissed off and I it, it, loved every it, second of it. You know, I always thought of him as kind of a scat back, just you know, catching balls out of the backfield and you know, outrunning people when he was in Kansas City. Cause I, I didn't get to see him that much except for against us. And you know, he he put up what four or five touchdowns against us a couple of years ago. And, uh, three
0: three touchdowns.
2: Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I just kept thinking when we signed him last year, I said, Well, you know he'll be good. He's, he's a good scat back. And then, you know, I finally got to see him, you know, completely healthy this year and man, he runs so hard. He backs down from nobody. If there's nowhere to go, he makes somewhere to go. And when he, uh, when he scored that first touchdown and uh, he, he met, uh Bob Spillane at the uh, five yard line and still drove him back three yards into the end zone. That's eight yards. I was, man, I was just, Mind blown. I'm like, man, this guy is, he's here to play. He, he wants this bad. And it was the same thing with Jarvis. He, you know, Jarvis ran great routes and ran hard and, you know, blocked his butt off in the run plays. I mean, you saw him, you know, 15, 20 yards downfield, blocking safeties and corners. And I I think it's between those two that really, you know, get my game ball for, for this, uh, for this game. Those are good picks, man. Those are good picks. I mean,
0: cream, cream hunt had eight carries for 48 yards, six yards per carry, two touchdowns. The guy was a beast. And like you said, that one touchdown, man, where he backed the, I think he was a linebacker right into the end zone. He made the angry runs on good morning football the next
2: day. Yeah. Yeah. And even the, even the second touchdown he had where he made that cut that I mean, just you didn't see a hole, and then all of a sudden he comes out on the other side of three other guys, and he's in the end zone. It's like, how, how is he getting through these holes for one? And number two, how's, I mean, how is he just bulldozing over these linebackers? And it wasn't just one. It was, you know, two or three at that point. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say Kareem Hunt and, and Jarvis Landry get my game balls.
0: Let's talk about Baker Mayfield.
2: This guy has really turned
0: the corner somewhere around the Cincinnati Bengals game. I heard a stat and we talked about it last night on the Browns table. If you, if you get a chance on Tuesday night at 7 PM for all the listeners of the Brown subtle podcast, go to the Browns table. It's a awesome show. It's for the fans. You can, you can chime in, get on the show, check out the Browns table, quick plug for them. But Baker Mayfield. I heard an interesting stat since the pick that he threw against Cincinnati, I believe it was in November. He Mm -hmm. has a 19 to one ratio, 19 touchdowns to one interception ratio. The guy is on fire, man. And even in this game, he was 21 of 34, 263 yards, three touchdowns, zero INTs. And we'll talk about the offensive line in a second, but he had zero sacks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I actually heard that stat yesterday as well, that uh, he, he was, you know, 19 touchdowns to one interception. That's, that's very good. I mean, that's, you know, top quarter of the, of the league for any, you know, for quarterbacks. And I'm, I'm just talking in general as a full year, but you know, if you put that span together of 19 and one, you're talking top four, top five in the NFL. I mean, I can't. Say, I can't really think of anyone offhand that's, you know, played that efficiently. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers. That that's about all I can think of at this point.
0: I mean, when you think about the transformation of Baker Mayfield, we all know that in 2018 he had a tremendous year, uh, mm-hmm. his rookie rookie year. Um, t- last year in 2019, not so good. This year beginning of the year, he was okay. He was still making some mistakes. You can tell he he just wasn't comfortable yet in the Stefanski offense. But the second half of this year, it's unbelievable the transformation that he's made. And even, uh, Baker haters, uh, Browns fans that aren't really crazy or weren't really crazy about Baker have changed their opinions about him. I mean, you you think about it. In the beginning of this year, we are talking about, are the Browns going to pick up his fifth year option? And there's a lot of people saying, no, they shouldn't. They should look elsewhere. But now I don't hear anybody saying that. I mean, you yeah, cut, you'd you look foolish if you said, you know, Brown shouldn't pick up his fifth year option, right?
2: Right. Absolutely. And, and I was, I was kind of in that boat at the beginning of the year with, do you pick up his fifth year? And eh, maybe let's see how he does this year. I don't even know if you'd be able to, you know, really say yes or no, you know, especially with this scheme now. And again, I, I said it before. It's well. I think we were off air before we were recording, but um, this is a, a timing-based offense, and with no offseason, I was thinking, eh, you know, maybe maybe eight and eight is the best we could do. And I don't know if that gets Baker uh, an extension, but you know, I think everyone just kind of got on board and and gelled at the right time, and I think that's elevated Baker to you know, that next level where he needs to be. And also get that, you know, fifth year uh that fifth year extension. So um I, I think that I, I really do think that they extend him. So that's that's a good thing. Cause I think he is the perfect quarterback for this system. I mean you look at the quarterbacks around the league that that run this kind of system and he's doing it more efficiently than than most of them. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, ran this same exact system under Stefanski last year was Stefanski was a quarter or uh, offensive coordinator in, uh, in Minnesota. And, you know, Baker's, I think he's more efficient than, than what cousins was last year. And he actually had a couple of years to learn this system. So uh, yeah, I mean, Baker's just maturing. I think the game is finally, finally slowing down for me. He's understanding concepts. You know offensive schemes, all that, and in the defensive schemes too. I mean, if you look back at the uh, Jarvis Landry touchdown, that was the exact same play that they ran against Pittsburgh the first time they played. And what happened? Makeup Fitzpatrick picked it off and took it for a pick six. He looked off Austin Hooper, he looked at Austin Hooper, saw makeup Fitzpatrick coming down as, as the uh as the robber looked him off, hit Jarvis across the field, and Jarvis was gone. To me, that's huge growth. That is huge growth in a quarterback. Um, just fixing one mistake like that, you know, one mistake, two mis- mistakes a game, fix those, and, I mean, you're you're on the right path to being, you know, a, a top five, six, seven quarterback in the league, you know? So, it seems, it yeah. seems
0: like to me – Nobody would ever question Baker Mayfield is talented. In fact, this whole roster is talented. We heard last year across all media outlets. Oh, the Browns are good on paper. They're good on paper. Everybody was saying that. I think what the Browns were missing was leadership. And that's what they have in Kevin Stefanski. So when last year, I think was a very frustrating year for our team. We had talent. Everybody knew that they were talented. We didn't have very good coaching. We didn't have very good leadership. And I don't really fault Freddie Kitchens. I think he was in over his head and he took the job. I would have taken the job if they would have offered it to me, but I don't think he was ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Right. So Kevin Stefanski walks in and I think that he inherited a team that knew they were talented. They wanted leadership and not only did they want it, they thirsted for it. So I think they really latched on to what Kevin Stefanski was telling them. And they were thirsting, thriving for the leadership that that has been given to them by him and Andrew Berry and all the coaching staff that, that Kevin Stefanski brought in. So that's what I think that we're seeing now. Everybody's rowing in the same exact direction. Everybody. They're all talking the same. They, they're taking on the personality of Kevin Stefanski. What, what are your thoughts on kevin and what he's doing and especially this past week i mean we didn't have him on the sideline man how how did kevin stefanski pull that off
2: well i mean that goes back to leadership and organization um you know preparing a game plan uh i mean i i know that uh stefanski was able to you know talk with the team you know zoom meetings and stuff like that throughout the week which Really, it's all they were able to do anyway, because the the facility was closed until what Friday, and they got one practice for an hour and a half. One practice, yeah, yeah, and and like I said, it goes back to just being prepared and having a game plan, and instilling that game plan. And hey, we're not we're not going to make any excuses, and you are going to be on board with this. And that's that was pretty much all there is to it. It's 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 been. It's been a great surprise to me how prepared he's actually been this year in every single game. I'd say maybe besides the first game of the year, which we'll throw that out the door because I mean, first, you know, first live action you see with the brand new offense. And again, this goes back to the timing based offense. It, you, you know, you just didn't have any kind of chemistry with, uh, with the players, you know, Baker didn't have chemistry with, with his receivers at that point. Cause he hadn't really seen them. You know, they had what, two weeks of practice to, you know, to install everything that just hammers home that progress, progress, progress throughout the season. Hey, we'll install this this week. And then we'll install this next week. And then we'll play off of this for the next week and everything like that. And it's, he's, he's exploiting, uh, you know, as a as an offensive play caller, he's exploiting the defense's weaknesses right now, which is, with you know, obviously is what you want to do. You don't you don't just want to run out there and say, "All right, well, we're going to play our brand of offense," and that's just the way it is. They are you know running traps, they're running screens, they're running you know some some draws here and there. You know, they're they're playing to their strengths, but they're also playing to the defense's weaknesses. So what he's done this year is it's just unbelievable to me. Cause I thought this would be a a three or four year process where, you know, we would make the playoffs, you know, next year where we get, you know, 10, 11 wins. And then the next year we go a little bit further. And then the next year we go a little bit further than that in the playoffs. I didn't think that this was going to work this year. Honestly, I'm, I'm, being dead serious about that just because of the crazy off season that we had for him to do it. It's just unbelievable about how, and again, this goes back to being prepared and having a plan and having everyone buy into to your plan. So, I mean, he's, he's just done a great job this year.
0: I just thought it was remarkable that we were able to perform without him on the sideline. You know, he, Kevin Stefanski had COVID. He couldn't be there. We were missing multiple players, multiple coaches. It was really stacked against us. And for us to go and do what we did against Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, with the amount of weapons and coaches that we were missing is, is truly amazing. And um, I think it really speaks to how Kevin has run this organization and Andrew Berry how they've set up this organization for success. To your point, the progression of this year, we saw in the beginning of the year, Kevin Stefanski started this, this team by our strengths, which, which was the run game. Baker Mayfield was only dropping back 22, 23 times. The, the, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they're running 35-plus carries per game. But as the season progressed, we saw that Baker Mayfield was – starting to pass more. And and now what we're seeing, I think, is the entire playbook of Kevin Stefanski, whereas in the beginning of the season, we only saw half of it. Like you were saying, he was installing more and more. And it's only going to get better. I mean, I can't wait until next year when we're just that much more comfortable with it. We can really turn loose on, on everybody.
2: Right. And getting back to uh, what you just said was, you know, we had multiple players out. Um and I always hated this. I've hated this for a long time, is the you know, the quote unquote next man up mentality. I, I've always hated that that saying, it's you know, but this year, again, it's everyone buying into the system and everyone working their butt off every single day. And, and it's they had a guy uh, that Baker introduced himself to in the locker room for Goodness sakes. And
0: yeah, Blake hands Hands. Blake. Yeah. yeah.
2: And and he came in and did great. You wouldn't even have thought that we were missing Batonio at left left guard. Against and, Cam Hayward. Exactly. Against <laughs> Cam Hayward. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. <laughs> Just yeah, but, guard this guy. Right. And, and I've I've like I said, I've always hated that next man up, you know, the next man up, next man up. Well, this year it's different because we've, you know, the Browns have missed a lot of players for most of the year. I mean, Denzel Ward's been in and out, you know, OBJ got hurt. Vernon's been kind of in and out. Miles got hurt or Miles got COVID. So he was out a couple games and, you know, people have just stepped up and you wouldn't have known that we're missing these players. I mean, maybe in the secondary with Denzel out a little bit, but um, yeah, I, have I, and I, I think that's, that's attributed to, uh, Kevin Stefanski and everyone buying into his system, buying into his mentality that no, we're, everyone's going to be on the same page. I don't care if you're a practice player, if you're a starter, everyone's going to know every inch of this playbook. Everyone's going to know every position in this playbook. And I, I, again, I think that's just a tribute to Kevin Stefanski, you know, being a leader and, you know, Andrew Berry being a leader. I mean, if, if you
0: were just an average fan that didn't know the backstory before Sunday night's game and you just tuned in, you, you know, he's, oh, Browns versus Steel. Let me check that out. You would never know that we were missing our head coach or multiple players. That's how well that we played. So kudos to the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, all the coaching staff that stepped up it nothing phases these guys and this is probably my favorite team ever i mean outside of the the 80s we had some pretty good teams too but since the browns have been back in 1999 this is by far my favorite team
2: ever for the cleveland browns yeah, yeah
0: um <laughs> it's not even close
2: for me no no it's not it's not even remotely close for me this is definitely my favorite team you know especially in the new era since you know 1999 and even you know, I I'm I'm I was more fond around the early, early nineties, you know, the uh uh Mac, Metcalf, Bernie, you know, those kind of guys. I was I was fond of those guys. But yeah, I this is definitely my favorite. I think that trumps them. All the right, let's 90s.
0: talk about this this offensive line and what a fantastic job that they did. Uh CBS Sports HQ. I read something on Twitter that they had on there. They said the Browns offensive line was ready. They didn't give up a single pressure or sack. The Steelers led the NFL in sacks in the regular season with 56. What what do you make of, I mean, we talked a little bit about it. Like you you mentioned (laughs) Baker Mayfield was introduced to Blake hands in the locker room before the game. He ended up playing in the fourth quarter. What do you make of this? I mean, and Bill Callahan wasn't there either. I Um, I, I heard somewhere that Kevin Stefanski never even met Blake hands before the, I mean, they never even met before. So what do you make of this offensive line, their ability to step in there and be resilient and keep Baker Mayfield's Jersey clean?
2: Well, again, that's, that's going back to Stefanski being prepared and, and everyone needing to know every position in the playbook, you know, and, and i'm glad you you brought up uh, bill callahan cuz man he's he's done an unbelievable job i mean i don't i don't know i don't i don't know if 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 another coach would be able to do this to unify five guys like that and have the success that the browns line has had this year and especially having you know multiple guys out for Mainly all year. I mean, you've lost Conklin a couple times, you've lost uh uh Wyatt Teller. uh Teller, yeah. I mean JC Treder's just an absolute war I mean he We lost he, him for a couple games. Yeah, we lost him for a couple games and I mean yeah, for for Bill Callahan to basically just kinda instill his his offensive lineman, you know, scheme and just kind of say, everyone is going to know this. This is how we block. And for, again, for everyone to buy in on this, it's, it's just been great. I I've, I've loved watching their line. Cause I was, I was a, I was a running back in high school and I I'm always intrigued by offensive line play just cause it's like, Oh, okay, well there's a hole right there. Oh, I see what they're doing. They're kicking this guy out and they're pushing this guy. And, you know, so it, you know, I've, I've, paid attention pretty close to their line this year. And Jedrick Wells, I mean, moving from right tackle to a uh, left tackle, you know, as a rookie, um, he's done a great job. I mean, the, to flip that completely. I mean, you're, you're completely flipping your, your, uh, your feet and how you do things and how you go about your blocking scheme from right to left tackle. And for a rookie to do this, I've, I don't think I didn't think that he would be able to do it this fast. I thought it would take him, a, you know, a year, year and a half to figure this out. But man, he's played well this year as a left tackle.
0: He really has. I mean, what the Browns did on the offensive line this off season is is definitely one of the keys to our success for this year and the years to come. Bill Callahan, what a fantastic hire! Um, all right. So before we move on to the Chiefs game, do you have any final thoughts for this wild card game? I mean. We set the Steelers packing, man. They're they're gonna be home on their couch watching the Browns play the Chiefs this week.
2: Yeah, I I mean
0: Well, maybe they, they won't watch it. Maybe they won't want they, to watch it. I don't know. The Browns is the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Browns is the Browns. You led me into my next segment. Chiefs mm-hmm. versus Browns. So we have some more player trash talk. Of course, Juju Smith Schuster started talking trash a couple weeks ago now we have um and then we had chase claypool you know he says that the chiefs are going to clap the browns i never even heard of that word clap but i <laughs> guess that means they're going to kick the crap out of us and now yeah. sammy watkins i don't know if you saw that on twitter he had an interaction with a fan where a I, fan I said looks like we got some comp next week and watkins replied i wouldn't go that far lol
2: yeah yeah i, I did see that i saw that uh Almost in real time, actually, because I was I was kind of scrolling through Twitter, watching the Browns game uh, that night. And uh, uh, yeah, I I saw that Sammy Watkins had posted something about about the Browns, you know, just explode, you know, the point explosion we had. (laughs) And uh, and then I kind of looked at the comments, you know, thinking that. OK, well, there's going to be a lot of people say, oh, no, 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 these, these guys are this is a fluke game or whatever. Well, the first comment I saw was that Kansas City fan saying, uh, hey, it looks like we might have some competition next week. And then I saw Sammy's reply to it. I'm like, OK, we got more bulletin board material now.
0: <laughs> it definitely is motivating our players. I mean, we saw a couple of our uh, I think Jarvis definitely Baker Mayfield were commenting on the, on, on what Juju said uh, before yep. the game. So yeah. Hey, let them keep talking the Browns, whatever we got. I mean, this team is highly motivated anyways, Sure. even if they weren't talking, I mean, we're going to go in this game, very motivated, very ready to go out there and kick some butt, but anything extra is definitely a plus.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Hey, whatever, whatever puts that chip on your shoulder, do it.
0: What do you think the Browns' game plan should be going into this game
2: against Kansas City? Uh, I'd. It's hard to say. Um, I, honestly, I think you you got to try to keep Patrick Mahomes off field. Really, control the clock. And against against uh, Kansas City's defense, uh, they don't have a great run defense, so we should be able to run the ball fairly well. He's got to keep, got to keep Mahomes off the, off the field. He's like a Madden cheat code. It's, it's just, I've seen a couple of their games this year and he just makes, he makes hard plays look easy, very easy. I think they can score it well when they want to. And yeah, I, I just think you got to try to control the clock this week.
0: Do you think that uh, Mahomes will be a little rusty? I mean, he hasn't played in three weeks. You think yeah, there'll be a just, little rust there?
2: Uh, I think they've been they've been off for what twenty days. Well, they will be off for twenty days. It's hard to say. Like I said, that guy's just a cheat code. I mean, he might it might take him a quarter or so. But I mean, look back in the last couple of years, especially last year, they were down what twenty one in the going into the third quarter in the, one of the playoff games, and they came back and took the lead and in going into the fourth. So. And I think they did that twice actually in the playoffs. But uh I mean, like I say, you, get, you gotta try to keep keep their offense off the field. They have a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, Sammy Watkins, obviously. Uh uh Tyreek Hill, he's really good. I mean, I, I don't know how you how anyone's gonna cover him, honestly. Um, or how anyone has covered him all year, really. Um,
0: I, I have him in fantasy all year and nobody was covering him. I can tell you
2: that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and they have two good running backs. Uh, uh, Clyde Edwards and He's been really good as a rookie and uh, they signed Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's, and, and Le'Veon Bell has that, you know, playoff experience and, you know, know how to, to win games in the playoffs. So, I mean, you just got to try to keep their offense off the field. I think I don't think their defense is that great. I mean, they can obviously turn it up, and they, you know, they can. They'll pick off passes and force fumbles and force pressure. But I think our offensive line can handle their defensive line. I don't see really anyone on their defense on Kansas City's defensive line that should give us that many problems. But uh, yeah, just like I said, control the clock. I mean, I think our best
0: defense is our offense. Right. You, you know, um, if you look at the Chiefs' last eight games, they mm. were 7-1. and one. Their only loss came in week 17 when they rested their starters. They lost to the Chargers. But, but if you look at their wins, their average win, they didn't beat anybody by more than six points. So they're not blowing anybody out and i'm just right. talking about over the past eight games but their average win total is less than 4 points per game right the, the right. most points that they scored in the past eight games was november the 22nd against the raiders they uh scored 35 points so to me we we're going to have to score some points so if if you look at these three games that we played the cowboys the titans and then this past week against the the Steelers, mm-hmm. we have to flat out, in my opinion, I said this last night on the Browns table, we have to go punch them in the mouth.
2: Just you're like right. we did
0: Sunday night against the Steelers. Yeah. You have to go punch them in the mouth and score early, hopefully get up 10 to 14 points. I mean, that's what I think it's going to take. Because you're that's right, it. they have a lot of weapons, and you're not going to be able to stop anybody or everybody. You, you can stop, try to, but you're not going to stop everybody on that
2: team. Right. Right. Yeah. I, and that was one of the things I actually noticed about the Steelers game getting, you know, not trying to get sidetracked here, but uh, the first de- real defensive possession, not the snap over Roethlisberger's head. Um, you know, I saw the defensive line just, you know, pushing their offensive line around. I saw our guys, you know, our our defensive secondary flying around, hitting people, linebackers hitting people. And I and I text uh one of my good friends, I said, Brown's defense came to play tonight. And that's, that really is what they have to do uh, this week too, is control line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah. You know, a player that we really have to contain, in my opinion, is Travis Kelsey. That guy can, that guy can wreck your day. Um, I said this also last night, you know, if, if we can contain him to, 70 to 80 yards and a touchdown that's a success if we yeah. let travis kelsey have 130 140 yards and two touchdowns i mean he's a he's a he extends their drives you know when, when it's third down and seven he's looking for kelsey it's not tyree kill tyree kill is the first and second down guy you know that just try to get that long touchdown and they're very successful at it but travis kelsey that's the guy we have to be on like ants on a spilt snow cone.
2: Well, he was, he was, uh, what second in receiving yards this year, which is unbelievable for a tight end. I mean, I, that's unheard of really. So yeah. And, and really, I don't, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to contain him because I mean, the Browns, uh, defense, you know, typically this year hasn't covered tight ends very well. So, you know, hopefully Joe Woods can put, you know, together a game plan to, you know, really solidified, you know, shutting him down also. And then
0: also containing um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he can beat you with his arms just fine, but don't let him extend drives with his feet. Yep. yep. That, that, that's a, that's a, this gonna be a tough game, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident, man. I think if we go out there and play like we did Sunday night, we got a chance. I mean, and and it's a, it's a great feeling knowing, man, we're one game away from the AFC championship game, dude.
2: Well, and and I, I heard this earlier in the week that, you know, the chiefs could put up 60 points, but the Browns could also put up 61. Yeah. What's the over under in this game? Is it like 59? Yeah, I think so. I I think it was, it was in the high fifties. Last time I saw, I didn't, I didn't pay much attention because it was 57 still-
0: 57. Yeah. And they're and the chiefs are minus 10.
2: Hmm.
0: The over-under is 57. I think the weather is supposed to be not ridiculous. It's, you know, right. I think it was 55 today in Kansas city. So Jeez. I don't think it's supposed to be ridiculous weather, but yeah, man, we, we got a shot. Look, both these teams are hot. I'd mention the Kansas city chiefs last eight games. They're seven and one. We were six and two the yep. last eight games yep. you know in our two losses again the monday night game against the ravens that yes. ended in a justin tucker mm-hmm. uh, long field goal yeah as time was expiring had we had one more minute we could have won that game but we didn't but yeah. that was a that was a high scoring game 42-47 ravens come away with the victory there and then our other loss was against the jets man we didn't have any receivers in that game
2: yeah you yeah, know people and I heard people, you know, ragging on, oh, you lost to the Jets. Well, yeah, you're bringing in practice squad guys to play a receiver. They really have no, you know, at this point in time, have no, you know, reason to be on the field other than what happened, really, you know, with all the COVID uh, close contacts and everything. So, yeah. So both these
0: teams are hot. The Chiefs are hot. The Browns are hot. I'm ready man. I'm ready for this game. I really am. I, I can't wait. I really can't.
2: Definitely. Definitely. I'm I'm excited about it.
0: What do you do you have a score prediction for this game? What do you think man? What the score prediction for this game? Score prediction.
2: Browns 38 Kansas City
0: 35. 38 35. All right. Yeah, man. You are so you're so close to my prediction. Mine is 38 37 Browns. Oh jeez. Cody Parkey hits the game winner <laughs> as time is expiring. Can you imagine let's what your let's hope so. your heart's going to be doing as he's lined oh, up for that kick?
2: He's going to be doing backflips. My heart will be doing backflips at that point. I mean, Cody Parkey,
0: he's had his bumps in the road, but he's turned it around the past couple games. I mean, this he past has. this past Sunday is two for two field goals, six for six extra points. I mean, hopefully it doesn't come down to a Cody Parkey field goal, but if it does, I'm, I'm yep. cool with that. Right, me too. Let's do yep. it. All right. Um, I have a new segment, Brown's Huddle Mailbag, where I invite our, our peeps on Brown's Twitter to ask us a question. So I was hoping you can help me answer some of these questions. Are you cool with that? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. At I wish I was a Fox. That's his Twitter handle. (laughs) Do you believe what is happening? Oh, let me see. Do you believe what's happening? Oh, okay. Do you believe what's going on this season? And do you believe it's sustainable? Do you believe that the Brown success, you know what we're having? Do you believe that it's sustainable?
2: Do I believe what's happening this season? No. Do I think it's sustainable? Yes. Again, getting back to, uh, Uh, what I said earlier, um, I I thought this would take, you know, two or three years to, to really instill, you know, the Stefanski way, I guess. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't see things going this way. I, I was kind of hoping, you know, when when all the COVID stuff happened and they basically had two weeks to, you know, install an offense in person instead of over zoom, I thought, well, let's hope for eight and eight this year, and you know I'll I'll take eight and eight this year, and you know hopefully get to you know nine and seven next year or ten and six next year, and but like I said, I I don't I don't believe what's going on really, but do I think it's sustainable? Yeah, I do. I really do.
0: I do too. I mean, if you have a good offensive line, good defensive line, you have your quarterback, and you have your head coach, and a good running game that's that's what that's sustainable because then if those questions are left answered like yeah okay i'm i'm good in those areas now during free agency and the draft you can focus on plugging holes and building depth which is what we're going to be doing i mean i think we have nine draft picks uh yeah. for the draft this year the the we'll get into that this off season but um you know yes i think it's sustainable for sure 100% yeah. I mean, it's gonna. We're looking at the next five to seven years of good Cleveland Browns football,
2: or more. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you're right on that. I, I think this is a five to seven years of success, hopefully at least. Um, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, let's hope not. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is sustainable. It's, uh, you know, it's just everyone's everyone's bought into, you know. Kevin Stefanski and his system and, you know, how he wants to go about, you know, the game and, you know, his game plan being prepared, you know, having smart players. I mean, that that's, that's always a huge thing. So, yeah, I think it's sustainable.
0: All right. At Gareth underscore I A I N 17. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but that's his Twitter handle. He asks, what is the plan to stop, Mahomes homes from throwing darts for four quarters i guess keep him off the field <laughs> sorry to ask you such an easy question
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i guess try to keep him off the field um but i mean if you know obviously he's going to be able to play but man i don't know um that's that's tough i mean we do get denzel back this week so that's that's a big plus and um uh, who's the other corner we get back this week?
0: Uh, Kevin Johnson and Denzel Johnson. Ward are back. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. How many Kevin Johnson's has Cleveland Sports had in the last 30 years? It's crazy. I when mean, if a- we can get Mahomes in third and long
0: situations, you know, on first and second down, yeah. um, you know, do a good job on first and second down, get him in third and long. And then just, you know, again, this goes back to Travis Kelsey. If we can do a good job con- containing him, because that's where he's going on third down. It, I mean, that's, yeah. that's his guy. And in the red zone, third in the yeah. red zone, it's Travis Kelsey. So,
2: sure.
0: Sure. you know, we get him in, in third and, and long situations, um, you know, obviously put pressure on him. I mean, that goes without saying, Miles Garrett could have a big day. Um, he's getting stronger every single week. So,
2: yeah, Miles my, Garrett, um, you know, he didn't have the, the huge stats last week, but he was a he was disruptive. I mean, he was pushing, you know, two and three guy two and three offensive linemen back, you know, leaving the other side of the offensive or the defensive line to kind of hopefully wreak more havoc. So, I mean, let's let's hope for that that, you know, that trend continues because it's only a matter of time before, you know, one of those other guys breaks through or even even Miles breaks through. And uh, gets to the line and you know gets to the quarterback. So yeah, and
0: maybe we can make him make a couple mistakes. I mean, he's sometimes I think we put a team on such a high pedestal that we think, oh my gosh, how are we ever gonna beat these guys? And and mm-hmm. they're the defending Super Bowl champions, and Patrick Mahomes is an unbelievable quarterback. But when those cleats hit the dirt, whoever wants this is the playoffs, whoever yeah. wants it. The most, I mean, whoever, you know, comes up with the best game plan, but wh- whoever's out there playing the most physical, I think has the advantage in my opinion. I, a lot of times you, you could throw stats out the window when it's playoffs, especially, you know, getting down the third and fourth quarter. I, I don't doubt this, this Cleveland Browns football team. I've seen them motivated week in and week out. They have an edge to them that I like that they're not out there talking trash and you don't hear a lot of that trash talk. They just go out, they handle their business without excuses Mm -hmm. roadblocks come their way and they just find a way to bust right through them. So that's
2: what I'm looking for. This game is go out there and, and want it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, like you said, be physical with them. Uh, No trash talking, just, you know, Just handle your business. Handle your business. And, you know, they they say in the NFL, any given Sunday.
0: So. Any given Sunday. All right, last question. At L-A-S-C-I-V-I-O-U-S-N-L-E-W-D. What do we know about Greedy Williams, his shoulder injury? Have you you heard any news on Greedy Williams?
2: No, I haven't. um, Other than... You know, it was, I think it was a nerve issue or something. That's, that's the last I heard, but that was, wow, three or four weeks ago. And that's really all I've heard is, I mean, they've kind of kept this under wraps for, I mean, all season really. So yeah, I, I mean, I hope he's, I hope he's all right, obviously. Um, I think he's a good player and we could definitely use him in the secondary. Um, But yeah, I, I haven't heard much about him.
0: Yeah. He, yeah, he definitely has some nerve damage and I guess they're waiting for it to regenerate. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? I'm not a doctor.
2: Yeah. Something like that.
0: But basically now I did see him on Twitter these past couple of days and he seems like he's in a good mood on Twitter. So maybe that's a good sign that he's close to coming back. We'll have to wait and see there. We're yeah. definitely, you know, not going to see him this year. That's for sure. but looking forward to him having a a recovery and back for the 2021 football season.
2: Yeah. Get that whole secondary back for, for next year. You know, you've got greedy and Denzel and uh, Delpit coming off of a torn Achilles. And uh, now we got Ronnie Harrison. So, yeah, I, I think that, I think the secondary can be pretty decent next year, Um, this year, suspects at best, I, I guess you could say, but, Um, yeah, I, I think the, uh, yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll have a good secondary next year. So let's hope for the best with, uh, with greedy coming back.
0: All right. Final question. And we'll let you out of here, Jeff. Last night, a question was posed on the Browns table. If the, the Browns beat the chiefs this coming week and get to the AFC championship game, who would you rather play the bills or the Ravens?
2: Oh boy. Uh, as far as playing for the AFC championship game. Yeah. Um, as far, I don't know, I'd say as far as wanting revenge, I'd say the Ravens, obviously, uh, as far as I think the better, the better game would be Cleveland Buffalo. Um, man, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Bring them on.
0: Boom, That that bring, was my answer, too. Bring, bring it on. on. I want to play the Ravens in the AFC championship game and solidify. I mean, that would solidify our position in the AFC North, in my opinion, and get another, to the Super uh,
2: Bowl. Yeah, another passing of the torch.
0: That's right. I mean, can you imagine the next five or six years with, with the AFC North and the Ravens and the Browns and the Steelers? I mean, they yeah. got tough road to hoe this off season with, I mean, sure. with their cap space and what do they do with Ben Roethlisberger? They they got a lot of questions over there. I'm confident that they can figure it out. That's a well-run organization, but you know, and then you got Cincinnati. They're, they're going to be on I the uprise guys, with, yeah, yeah, with
2: Joe see, Burrow. Got Burrow down in Cincinnati coming up. So, man, and, and that guy can play. I had my, I had my doubts about him, but man, he, uh, he was impressive this year when he was, when he was healthy. So, I mean, they just got to keep him up right now, but, uh, you know, try to get some offensive line help for him. But, man, he was he was impressive. I think the, off- or the uh, AFC North is going to be a fun league to watch, you know, the next five or six years.
0: Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Um, let's get through this game. AFC yeah. North championships. I-, I can taste it. I can smell it. And the only thing in our way is the Kansas
2: City Chiefs. So, let's go. Let's go, Browns.
0: Go Browns! Well, that that's actually the way I like to end my podcast. But before I do that,
2: where can the listeners find you on Twitter, Jeff? Uh, I'm on Twitter at jwell910. So jwell910, like you said earlier. Um, yeah. So follow me. I don't I don't tweet a whole lot usually during Browns games. So uh, yeah. That's well, so I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this
0: time we had together. I enjoyed our virtual beer that we shared our celebration beer as we get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you coming on the Brown Subtle podcast. I like to end all my podcasts with the go Browns. So one, two, three, go Browns. Browns.